Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Yeah. The desperation is still in the air. It will be for another week. And you uh-huh. can smell it too, can't you? Oof. Absolutely. I think we're going to get a big dose of it tonight. Yeah, this is really weird, man. So less than a week until the midterms uh, end, I guess, because, you know, we're just always, you know, with early voting being what it is, you know, it's it's a process, not a day anymore. Mm-hmm. But with less than a week to go, uh, Joe Biden uh, broke some news this morning that tonight, He's going to be giving an address, 7 o'clock Eastern, from Union Station on Capitol Hill, about the state of democracy in America. Oh, no. What does that mean? That means he's going to call us fascists again. But okay. anyway, yeah, so uh, apparently it's, uh, this whole thing is going to be about democracy. Senior advisor Anita Dunn was doing an event with Axios. And this is when the news broke, and she gave a little bit of a preview. All right, here we go. <laughs> this was already <laughs> predicted I know. that they were going to do this the last week. Okay, He'll be making the speech from Capitol Hill. And why will he be making the speech from Capitol Hill? Because on January 6th, we saw violence geared towards subverting democratic processes there. So it is... You know, it's an appropriate place to make these remarks tonight. And political violence, you know, the threat of political violence, which most Americans find <laughs> abhorrent, the idea that you would use violence. Find non-existent? Uh, you're closer with that statement, actually. This doesn't mean much to people. You've already tried it. Yeah. I guess it's the last Hail well, Mary. Okay, got, we've you, got nothing you've else. We've got nothing else, no. Okay, so we got to make people believe if you vote for a Republican, there's a threat to democracy. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Don't you remember the horror of January 6th? We're going to hear that again. You would use violence to further your political means. You know, it's something that unites almost all Americans and that we can all be united against. And obviously, we've seen horrible things happen quite recently, the speaker's husband. But... Um, it's from Capitol Hill because that is where there was an attempt to subvert our democracy. Okay. He's going to wheel out Paul Pelosi, isn't he? Like, literally, he's going to, like, show up in a wheelchair with a bandage around his head. No, I'll, I'll, I'll bet you on that one. I can't I see that happening not, unless you I'm, have some sort of inside info. No, I'm not confident enough, although I may be kicking myself this time tomorrow for not going on the Hail Mary bet there. All right, let me make sure I got this straight. We've got a drug-addled nudist that lives mm-hmm. in a rundown bus in yes. San Francisco with a BLM and gay pride flag outside, okay, that broke into the Pelosi house. We still don't know how. It did not trip an alarm or something. Oh. Um But that is just like January 6th, a threat to democracy. Yes. Okay, got it. 
This well, doesn't make any sense. No, it it is totally desperation at this point. And it's weird that they're doubling down on this right now because I think so many people have kind of tuned that entire message out because at a time when you've got more and more people going into credit card debt to buy freaking groceries, they're not worried about even some nut job in San Francisco who apparently had some sort of spirit animal tell him to go do what he did uh, at the Pelosi household. Not really worried about that really being an indication of where the state of democracy is. Well, the other part is they're trying to twist this. If you wanted to just look at this story, we've got this crazy homeless person who happens to be here illegally, which no one seems to want to talk about, that attacks somebody. That happens a lot across the country. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons the Democrats are losing because of the crime issue. But they don't want to talk about this as just some sort of homeless crime. No, this person is one of Trump's soldiers in the QAnon <laughs> army, for crying out loud. It's freaking oh, ridiculous, man. It's, it's embarrassing in a lot of ways. But at the same time, and we mention this every time, there's a group of people in the country that will buy into this and believe it. Yeah. Joe Biden isn't even really clear on Paul Pelosi's name. I've been on the phone with Nancy, arranged for her to be able to get from Washington out to uh, out to see her husband, Bobby, who says she's in the plane now, heading out. Bobby. To Bobby. That's what? Bobby. Bobby Pelosi. Maybe he was talking to a guy named Bobby <laughs> there. Maybe that's the name of the magical fairy bird that spoke to the guy who assaulted Paul Pelosi. It's, I knew you were going to say that. It's Bobby the fairy bird. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are going to be some people that hear you say that for the first time right yeah. now and not even know that's part of the story. That, yeah, that's married. part of the story is that he had some sort of like fairy spirit that would talk to him and yes. speak to him in the form of a bird. Yes. yes. Obviously, this is a guy who's been influenced by something that Kevin McCarthy said at a fundraiser a year ago. Come on. Right. Under the same spell as the QAnon shaman, obviously. <laughs> <Yes>! <laughs> Oh, his guy who was a magical wildebeest, okay? Right. Yes. <laughs> Doesn't everybody have one of those? I do. Although this guy, <laughs> David does. this yeah. guy, De, De Pap, De yeah. Pappy, whatever his name is today, he doesn't seem to be as in good a shape as the QAnon shaman no. with the Viking horns. No. Because this dude got gassed by walking to the Pelosi place because of the backpack he had. It was so heavy. He wanted to take a nap at the Pelosi house. That's why he wanted to tie up Paul. I mean, the QAnon shaman actually took down his uh, fairy godmother, Wildebeest. So, I mean, he's in incredible shape. That's what he was wearing on his head, actually. Yes. He found out that the fairy godmother, Wildebeest, uh, voted for Hillary Clinton in 2016, and he just could not stand that. (laughs) Gosh dang it. Hey, another question about the Paul Pelosi attack. Okay, a lot could get cleared up because there's been all these confusing messages. There was a third person, then there wasn't. And you're told if you're if you're even saying that you're spreading rumors, except that started with the initial reports. Right. Okay. So all these different things where the stories changed, they were in their underwear. Oh my gosh, they're in their underwear. How'd that happen? Oh no, they weren't in their underwear. Right. Okay, can you release the police cam footage? And that would clear a lot of that yeah. up, and it would stop a lot of rumors, I'm right? i circle back to underwear. Clearly, if you're in your underwear, you're not wearing pants. Clearly, that would be visible, <laughs> yeah. right? I you mean, wouldn't yes. mistake somebody wearing their underwear when they're like, not. Like, where did that come from? And exactly. where did it, where did it come from that there was a third person in there when there right. wasn't a third person in there? 
none of this makes sense. And you're right. Everybody screams disinformation. But yeah, uh, I, I mean, the disinformation is coming from within the house. I, I, y'all are the one that, you know, mainstream media was the one who was telling us this initially. Of course. So yes. nobody just made it up out of whole cloth. Here. No. Anyway, yeah, the San Francisco DA, though, was asked on MSNBC, hey, are you going to release the 911 call or the body cam footage? Okay. Um, not at this time. Um, we're going to find out today the, the speed at which this case will proceed, you know, once he's arraigned. And so um, we'll make decisions about what evidence gets played in court um, during any hearing or, or during the trial. Oh, so it'll be after the election. Yeah. That's when we'll see it. Pretty much, yeah. So we're going to put up this whole thing this week. And then after all that's said and done, then we'll put out the rest. Remember how long it took to get his uh, mug shot out when he got the Dewey? It took forever. Well, yeah. A ton of FOIA requests that were ignored, and finally they released it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's something else, man, that, that's weird to me. We don't have to spend a whole lot of time. at, And you know what? I'll say this. Maybe this is even splitting hairs. I don't know. But we're trying to figure out the whole thing, right? Part of the report this morning from Good Morning America was that Paul Pelosi, well, I'll just play it for you. Court documents claim Paul Pelosi was knocked unconscious after the hammer attack and woke up in a pool of his own blood. What? He woke up in a pool of his own blood. I thought the police were there on the scene and actually saw it happen. They were. Yeah, that's according the, to the court documents is that they were there. Yes, well, dude. Did he just um, black out momentarily? Yeah, that's yeah. what I wonder, too. The yeah. day that it happened? They encountered an adult male and Mr. Pelosi's husband, Paul. Yes, this is the cop. Yeah. This is the cop making the statement. Our officers observed Mr. Pelosi and the suspect both holding a hammer. The suspect pulled the hammer away from Mr. Pelosi and violently assaulted him with it. Okay. Our officers immediately tackled the suspect, disarmed him, took him into custody, requested emergency backup, and rendered medical aid. Okay. So right there. I mean, did they wait two, three minutes if the guy's knocked out? Isn't someone immediately saying, hey, man, hey, you okay? Yeah. I don't understand the waking up Mm -hmm. in the pool of the own blood. And maybe, again, man, maybe it's splitting hairs, but it's hard to make sense of this stuff. No idea. All right, more on that a little bit later, because there's other reports that are kind of weird about the whole thing. Um, we have different audio of Joe Biden. Yes. Um, to get to, I know it's going to be a big shock that some of it doesn't make sense, but there's other things that we're just trying to decipher. Yes. And this is one of those, David. Yeah, Joe Biden yesterday started talking about inflation, and we, we've been going over this, and I think I have an official translation of what Joe Biden had to say here. Okay, because sometimes there's words we don't know, but maybe yeah. in context you've figured this out. Yeah. And they talk about inflation. All right. You know, we're dealing with it for a couple of seconds. Inflation is a worldwide problem right now. Yeah, <laughs> you have a cul-de-sac or something. Dealing with it for a couple of seconds. What is that? It, okay. it sounds bad. <sighs> so, so. For a couple of seconds. One, just. Just Lord have mercy on the people who have to provide the transcripts for the president of the United States, because I don't know how you come to this conclusion. But I looked up the transcript this morning because I was I usually I have a decent ear for figuring out what it is that Joe Biden said. I've got the patented Josetta Stone here in the studio with me. I could not process that one because it was like yabba cul-de-sac or something. 
Yeah. Uh, okay, so what the transcript says. Get we're this. dealing with that for a whole second. Yeah. You, you know we're dealing with, but hold for a second. Inflation is a worldwide problem. Hold for a second. Okay. Okay, now that I know. All right. Dealing with that for a whole second. Okay. I, was he reading this off a teleprompter or was no. this off the top of mind? So he was, he was really yeah. turning it fast, yeah. faster Hold than he could catch up second. to. Yeah. Okay. Dealing with that for a whole second. Inflation is a worldwide <laughs> there, problem right okay. now. Okay. But there's an F sound in there. So yeah. I, don't, I mean, but hold for a second is what is on the official White House transcript there. Okay. I think it's number seven at Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think, and man, this is the thing because you figured out all of these over time, which is really good. True international effort to pressure. Yeah. And that was what? That's a true international effort to pressure. Yeah. True international effort to pressure. Right. Okay. Then, his governor and when he be pre K. Oh, that's it. Huh? Uh oh. We stumped him. Yes. We got him stumped. He said, took it on as governor. Took it on as governor? Yeah, he was campaigning for Terry McAuliffe. Oh. Brooklyn is governor, and when he'd be pre-K, the free care. <laughs> Speech got trapped in the wash, you know? <laughs> By the half way, of it came out. Did you know the GOP wanted to defund the police? <laughs> That's the latest. You got to hear it. You got to hear it. Straight up. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Yep. All this stuff about, oh, Paul Pelosi. Politically motivated attack. Mm. We got to have another talk about democracy. Biden's going to do it tonight. Primetime speech. Uh-huh. Dude, I promise you, people are more concerned about walking down the street in a big city for their own safety than they are a politician's spouse. That may sound crass. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. It just is. No, it but is. the people on the left, they don't understand it. That's why they keep going back to January 6th. This was the people's house. It was a threat to our democracy. You look at the polling. People don't look at it that way. No, they look at some numbskulls that got out of control. And the thing that's so confusing is, man, there were cops letting people in. There were some people it looked like were like throwing down with police. But there were other cops that were holding the doors open for people. It's very confusing. But the left is still going to try to use that. Meanwhile, we're also being told, did you know it was the GOP that wanted to defund the popo? This yeah. is freaking unbelievable. Yeah, we're, we're This back, is unbelievable. We're back to this now. With crime being a major issue in the midterm elections, the White House is going back to this stupid talking point they tried last year. And they got called out by everybody for just lying about this. But here we go again. This is Kate Bedingfield, the comms director for the White House on MSNBC Today. Okay. He's been very, very clear. The answer is not defund the police. Uh, it's fund the police. And 
Republicans. I would note again, Republicans voted against police funding when they voted against uh, the American Rescue Plan, the first big piece of legislation the president got passed when he took office. That included funding that went to communities to support police, and Republicans voted against that. So again, if if folks are looking at who is uh, who's going to be uh, going to be tough on crime, but who's going to provide the resources needed to make neighborhoods safer, uh, President Biden has done that, and there's a clear contrast with the Republicans. <laughs> okay. David, you usually take it from here. Well, look, I, I, if, if there is not a single Republican in Congress who, if you had a clean funding bill that would say, hey, we're going to provide X amount of federal dollars to police departments as long as they do A, B, and C, there's not a single Republican who would vote against that. The American Rescue Plan was a $2 trillion boondoggle that wound up in part accelerating inflation to the point where it is now. That's why Republicans didn't vote for it. It wasn't because of police. And I'll remind you that when Senator Tim Scott, a Republican, proposed a police funding bill that also would have effectively banned things like chokeholds, etc., and increased accountability for police departments, the Democrats filibustered it. They stopped it <laughs> using that old relic from Jim Crow. Because <laughs> they right. hate the filibuster now when, when it's used against them, even though they used it a record number of times uh, during Trump's administration. Remember that? Tim Scott, black senator from South Carolina. Yes, sir. Dick remember Durbin it well. said, well, this yep. is a token he effort. Did. These racists in the Democratic Party, well, they don't care about police. And the thing was, we all knew this and predicted it at the time. Tucker had the president of El Salvador on last night, and I'm paraphrasing. He said <laughs> a couple of decades ago, a person from El Salvador that would actually say, I don't want to live in a big city in the United States would be preposterous. But it's true now <laughs> because you people keep doing things that are so stupid. You you have to be trying to burn your own cities down to enact what we've enacted, like defund the police. It makes no sense. Mm -hmm. Of course not. Did you hear this? Here's a new trend. Reverse catfishing. That's the new dating app trend. That means you don't put your best photo out there for everyone to see. Ah. It's just an average-looking picture. I like, like saving that. the big hit for last? Yeah, it's, it's your buying low, selling high. Okay, got it. So then when you show up for the date, the other person's like, whoa, you look way better than the picture instead of the reverse. I can see that really working for ladies that think, you know what? All I do is wanting for me for my looks. I'm more than that. So you put up an average picture. Somebody else is interested. But then I guess you can make the argument. Then you're going to get what's second tier, guys. I don't know, man. I'm just <laughs> glad I'm not a part of that scene. You're going to get guys with good personalities. Yeah. Hey, Trump fascists are fabricating the polls again. We'll get to that and much more coming up. The Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the Millennial. Scott Robbins, the Sexy Boomer. Yep. Boy, there's so much going on. The desperation from the left. I mean, they see what's coming. And they know it, 
But yet this last week, well, let's give it that one last shot. Let's do anything we can. So Biden is going to be speaking tonight about January 6th and threat to democracy. And if yeah. you vote for Republicans, we're going to lose the things we hold near and dear. Mm-hmm. Okay. That rings a little hollow. By the way, he was talking again yesterday. He repeated something, David, that he said before that's not true. This is just kind of a despicable lie here. As he was talking about inflation and then suddenly uh, tries to claim again that his son, Bo, died in Iraq. What? Okay. Inflation is a worldwide problem right now because of a war in Iraq and the impact on oil and what Russia's doing. I mean, excuse me, the war in in Ukraine. I'm sorry you flooded the market with cash. You printed it when we didn't need to. And uh, thinking of Iraq because that's when my son died. What? The, uh, because he died. The, uh, but the point is that, they're, uh, you know, that's why it's up. We have the lowest inflation rate of almost any major country in the world. Yeah, there's multiple lies in there. One, we don't have the lowest inflation rate uh, among major nations in the world. Two, his son tragically died of cancer several years after he left Iraq. And he's drawn a connection between Bo's cancer and burn pits. But that's not the same thing as dying in Iraq. No, it's not. He was a lawyer in, in Iraq. I mean, he wasn't in combat he again i mean it's sad that he died of cancer but that that's not the same thing as being killed in iraq so man I, we've said this i don't know how many times sympathy for losing your son absolutely okay at the same time biden has a history of lying about things yeah of misrepresenting plagiarizing I mean, name it yeah well there's a history of it and now you even have people on the left that when Joe goes back to this, they're rolling their eyes going, just stop it. Yeah. Well, well it's the old George Costanza line, right? It's not a lie if you believe it. But then but then at a different event yesterday, he said Bo got cancer from burn pits while serving in Iraq, which, again, is not maybe, but it's not directly proven one way or the other. Uh, and he lied again in the context of this. All right, roll it. Well, guess what? They burn everything in those burn pits. From oil to human feces to everything, everything. And he breathed that in for a year, and he died. More people are coming home with brain cancer, glioblastoma, the death sentence. He made it for 19 months when he got home, but that was it. It was six years after he got home. That's what I thought. It wasn't 19 months. Dude, he clearly can't do the job. We all know it. And, I mean, you know, wow. if you want to keep going down that road, we, well, two of us, I know, don't think we're, he's going to make it past February. Mm-hmm. Once you get past the midterms and it's a brutal loss, he's going to be shown the door. Oh, I think so. Well, He'll I'm, give a chance to go out. This is the prediction, by the way, yeah. that he'll have the chance to go out and say, hey, guess what? I've got some decline going on here mm-hmm. cognitively. Can't do it anymore. There'll be something giving him the chance, and if he doesn't want to take that chance to walk out graciously, then it's going to be the Hunter Biden thing. Oh, probably, yeah. Because they have the goods on Joe and his brother and Hunter. That's what I believe. It's so weird when you say that because of the second in command, who's first up out of the bullpen. Holy cow. Mamala for two years? 
Either way, it's a disaster. You're talking. You're not Holy talking about what smokes. makes sense for all of us. Yeah. You're talking yeah. about the left and trying to hold on to power. Yeah. I, I've been here at this point since the, really the Afghanistan withdrawal was the thing that pushed me over the edge. I'm fine with President Kamala until 2024. <sighs> I am. And and uh, I can walk it, walk through this again because part of it is because I think she would be rendered so ineffective because she'd know that she's in over her head. She already knows that. You can tell the confidence is gone with Kamala Harris. Then you've got Republican control of Congress for a couple of years. So they, I think they would be rendered pretty much inert until the next presidential election. I don't know if she's lost confidence or not, to be honest. I Some people are has. delusional. But at the same time, I don't think she or Joe ever really make the big decisions. Mm-hmm. It's all done behind the scenes by a few people. You know, Klain, Obama. But, but I also think that it's a lot of race. them are out if Kamala's team takes over. I'm not saying it'd be good. I'm not saying that, oh, yeah, that's definitely yeah. my preference overall. But I think between... Joe's camp and Kamala's camp, I'd, ra- I'd, I'd rather roll, a, roll the dice with Kamala's camp because the people who run Joe's outfit are idiots and monsters. But then you got the socialist nut jobs. Freedom! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. I just broke news. <laughs> oh, you know what? Hold on a second. Stop. Oh, no. Stop. 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 We're getting way ahead of ourselves way ahead because it's not going to be a red wave it's not going to be a red tsunami okay i'm gonna break it to you now because i got the inside scoop from joy reed <laughs> okay okay and she's I, always on point i'll just let her take it from here i'll i'll let her be the bringer of this news and if you believe the recent headlines you would think that maga fascism is ascendant If you get past those headlines and dig a little deeper, Mm -hmm. you uncover an insidious and seemingly intentional campaign by Republican-backed polling firms to flood the zone. Yes. Don't believe these polls. Joy Reid has the truth. And tip the balance of polling averages in favor of their candidates to create a narrative that Republicans are surging and that a red wave is imminent and inevitable. Our friend and Democratic pollster Simon Rosenberg has been sounding the alarm for weeks about this wave mm-hmm. of polling, noting that if the roughly mm-hmm. 40 of the roughly 40 polls taken in key battleground states, more than half, half mm. are from Republican firms or groups. See? It's all fake news. Democrats are going to win. Blue wave wow. coming. Well, you believe that? Uh, no, of course not. But. I mean, it, you know what's going to happen here. It's going to get back to voter suppression, rigged yeah. election, blah, blah, blah. Well, here we go. How, how uh, I missed the memo where, like, NPR is a right-wing <laughs> polling right. firm. <laughs> I mean, well, has something I know, changed? Because, uh, you know, NPR is uh, filled to the rafters with communists. I mean, <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Yeah, or what was it, some place like real clear has yeah. gone way to the right they're taking all these polls together oh but believe joy reed because she's always the bringer of truth mm-hmm. <laughs> by the guy. way wasn't she supposed to be out of a job like six months ago that's what i thought she's tough to fire man yeah. ask don lemon he's still got a job i mean yeah. uh, 
wasn't it a race to the bottom as far as ratings between those two? Yeah. Still yeah, have jobs. Much. Yeah. Pretty remarkable. You know, it's this time of year where you're going to start getting uh, some year-end lists. Now, as far as the Merriam-Webster Dictionary with the new words of the year, mm-hmm. things they add, things like that, that'll be coming a little later. Collins Dictionary in the U.K. revealed its word of the year for 2022. Mm-hmm. Permacrisis. <laughs> Perma-crisis. Perma-crisis. Extended period of instability and insecurity, especially one resulting from a series of catastrophic events. I thought it was what was happening at Sally's Beauty Shop, but... (laughs) (laughs) The perma-crisis? Did you ever have one? Did you ever perm your hair back in the day in the 70s? You did? Yes. You got it all curly? Yes. Yeah, did it look good? My mom did it. Yeah. Your mom permed your hair? <laughs> yes. The yes. millennials dying over here. Yes. <laughs> put put that stuff in there that smells like garbage in in your head and yeah yeah Peter Frampton and man I was going so, for the Frampton. So you asked your mom to do it or did she say I'll do it because I, I want to save money? How did this yes, go down? Yes, it was a money issue. Yes. Uh, so you didn't go, mommy? Will you go I can do a home one for you know five bucks or whatever. <laughs> Little Scott Robbins. Waddles over. Right, yes. my, Mommy, I want a perm. And then I got my perm. Got- <laughs> oh, hold on. I'm guessing you were like 16. No, I was like 14 or 15. Okay. Yeah. Right. yeah. And then did, did, I wasn't able to drive yet because I would have driven somewhere and gotten it done. <laughs> did like, it turn out right? Did it turn out good? I, well, I mean, yeah, for a while, yeah. <laughs> they would have a hard time believing it. There were a lot of perms going on with dudes Dude, in the late 70s and Everybody 80s. was getting a perm. Yeah. It was. From right. their moms. Well, I imagine I'm, I'm probably not the only one, but uh, yeah, well, I you know I admit it. I, just absolutely I got true. it from my sister, but she worked in the business. Yeah, I, well, I couldn't go that far. I guess I had. I remember washing it out with a sink. <laughs> on the remember how awful it smelled? Oh, did you ever I have do, one? Yeah, yeah. Oh God, it smelled terrible. <laughs> sure. And the acidic stuff gets in your skull. Oh yeah, and, if it like, too burns long, holes man, in your head. Burn your head. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Perma crisis. (laughs) New meaning to that word. Yep. (laughs) I do do kind of feel like, though, that the angry boomer needs to cool it with talking about these kids these days. Because he got a perm from his mom. Now, listen, man, I very rarely even do that. (laughs) I I get it. Because, I mean, the job of being a youth is to piss off your parents somehow. Yes. You know, that's by, the job. Well, by letting them the give difference. you a perm. <laughs> right. By making okay. them. Yeah. Here's the difference, man. Yeah. My buddy was just telling me a story. Okay. And this, I don't think this is millennials as much as the Gen Z, but you may know some millennials like this, David. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so we have a member of the family that doesn't quite have their own place yet. Like out of college, first full-time gig. Yeah. Right. And you got to be there at eight in the morning and you're usually working till about five. OK. Home by five thirty. And, you know, there's a lot going on. And so my buddy is finishing up dinner and says, hey, could you set the table? OK. And I don't want to give too much away because I don't want to get my buddy in trouble. But the kid said, I've worked all day. <laughs> That's the generational thing that the boomers have a problem with, or even Gen X is like, oh, did you really work all day? Are you kind of sad? Are you, re- are you super tired? You leave me a little nappy. Right. Really? After, after yeah. you set the table, sit down, son. I'm going to give you a perm. I might. I might hold you down and give you a perm if you don't want to set the table. 
Oh, really embarrassing. Well, in my generation, it's, you know, the guy who hasn't worked for 20 years. You know, Joe retired. Retired from what? (laughs) From what? His whole life is retirement. Okay. It's a whole lot more to get to. Including uh, the feds are looking into opening an investigation on guess who? Elon Musk. But it was a matter of time, wasn't it? Yes. I wonder if we have time. (laughs) Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop holiday guide is out. You won't believe some of the items, dude. All coming up right here. Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well, you remember when Twitter would shut down people for spreading misinformation? Yeah. Like cloth masks aren't very effective? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. David, you've talked about this before. When you go back to the messages on Twitter or other social media from 2020, yeah. early 2021, and now this newfound thought from the left of we just like um twitter and a do-over yeah a do-over as far as covid goes yeah and so people are sharing what happened and old tweets from 2020 and every time i see it i just get pissed off all over oh yeah 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 like i mean just like especially the videos of people in old folks homes man and to visit family from behind a glass partition and then you remember all the stories about the spike in deaths of despair in nursing homes and i mean it's just so sad man they broke people's spirits with this stuff and you couldn't have an open conversation on twitter no No. you couldn't no you couldn't have an open conversation anywhere but that's changing with twitter with elon musk well yeah and of course it was predicted man they're going to come after him hard feds are going to come after him and sure enough man i see this story from daily wire uh, feds look into opening investigation into Musk over ties to foreign governments. Washington Post reported that officials are concerned because, quote, large foreign investors would have access to confidential information about Twitter's finances and potentially its users under the terms of Musk's purchase of the company. Mm, boy. You're not concerned about TikTok? No. Right. Are you freaking kidding me? I mean, you got one of the FCC commissioners who came out and said, I don't see any path forward other than to ban TikTok in the United States because it's a Chinese spy app. It's literally spying on people for the Chinese Communist Party. But if there is free conversation on Twitter, and I believe it to be true, a lot of the left's game is over because they need to suppress the truth to continue on going where they want to go. I want to mention real quick that that I, might sound crazy. That yeah, I no, that. no, you're you're right. I want to sound real quick that we got. I got a note from a guy. I didn't say where. One of our listeners somewhere, some market somewhere. That two two things. One said there there was a house that said we're not handing out trees because of COVID nineteen. Hopefully we can again next year, right? Okay. He said there was another house again, very liberal place. He said neighborhood that was giving the kids freaking masks when they came to their house from this year. This year. Some people are still broken, man. They're freaked out. Yeah, I know. I know. 
I got to get to this because I know it'll put a smile on your face. All right, and you, let's go. you want it every year. It. Every year. It's Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop Holiday Guide. Yes. Yeah, well, some of the crazy stuff. New York Post had it. A Gucci-style bag holder for your dog poop when you take him for a walk. That's 420 bucks. <laughs> I know. There is a two-person um, sauna, a standalone, that's about nine grand. Is, isn't that just a shower? That's no. what I was thinking. With... No, not like this. No, it's different. It's top shelf, man. Okay. Like the Bowen Web 24-karat gold razor set for four to, uh, $425. There's also the Kiki... De Montparnasse, Trusted Boudoir Chase. It's a sex chair. $28,500. Black leather, by the way. No kidding. Yeah. Leather? It is. Mm-hmm. Well, easily cleaned that way. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. There's also the Cowgirl Sex Machine. That's $1,750. <laughs> that sounds like an 80s hair metal band. It does. <laughs> hmm. At least an Oakley. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, little buckaroo. (laughs) Everything I was going to say, I can't. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. It gets to the point where you have to be embarrassed to go out and try to peddle this crap, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, I, I think so. So uh, the White House communications director, Kate Bedingfield, laid out what the president's closing argument is going to be with less than a week until uh, the midterm election day. Okay, let's hear it. This election is a choice. It's a choice between the progress that we've made on behalf of working families across this country in terms of forgiving student debt, in terms of lowering prescription drug costs, in terms of lowering energy bills. Who has lower energy energy bills? bills? Yeah. Who has has energy energy bill bill lower? No one's. I, I, I guess this is one of those things that would say, well, that doesn't kick in until next year. But then when they talk about prescription drugs... Dude, I just saw USA Today put out a uh, piece about how healthcare premiums are going to go up by 10% more than they usually do next year. So, healthcare costs are going to go up because Obamacare is un- uh, is unsustainable, but we knew that. Well, you don't yes. see it now, but you will next year. Right. <laughs> right. Got it. Right. This is this is the guy like me who used to booze and smoke too much. So, well, next year I'm going to stop. I'm going to knock this off, right? Mm-hmm. Hopefully you forget by the time we get to next year because I'm going to keep go, 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 go. Well, yeah. The other part is, well, you're going to go backwards. This is crazy. But the actual prescription is going to look like it it decreased, but you're going to pay more in the end. Right. Uh, it's kind of like, hey, you know, you got to raise this year. That's I understand right. inflation <laughs> took you backwards, but hey, you got to raise. Yeah. Thank oh, well, us. Well, I mean, the White House today actually got, they actually did try to peddle a lie that they got called out on so much that they had to delete it from Twitter. Uh, today they wrote uh, on Twitter, seniors are getting the biggest increase in their Social Security checks in 10 years through President Biden's leadership. And then, believe it or not, on Twitter there was an official fact check on that. That's, That's new. That's wild. 
uh, that said, oh, by the way, uh, actually, seniors will get a large Social Security benefit increase due to the annual cost of living adjustment, which is based on the inflation rate. President Nixon in 1972 signed into law automatic benefit adjustments tied to the consumer price index. And uh, so, yeah, basically, they just took credit for 8% inflation. They said, yeah, we did that. <laughs> and then they, they deleted it. If that's the new Twitter, I'm all about yeah. it. That's great. There's more from this comms director mm-hmm. if you want. Okay. Uh, and the vision that's being put forward by the Republicans, which is to uh, to uh, repeal all the progress we've made. <laughs> oh, all the progress. All the progress. <laughs> okay. Oh, boy, howdy. Yes. All right. I guess you just say it into existence, right? You just say it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like your football team has been 3-13, and you know, 2-14, and 3-13. and If you undo us now, you're going to take away all the progress we've made. (laughs) (laughs) Because next year we're going to turn it around. Yeah. It's a rebuilding Ah. year. Okay. Well, the other part of their closing argument is, hey, if you vote for Republicans, uh, it's a threat to democracy. Because January 6th, and Biden's going to be talking about that tonight, primetime address. Uh Uh-huh. Um, and I'm sure we'll be talking about what happened to Paul Pelosi. You know Biden's going to include that in this whole speech. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. I'm not quite sure where all of this is coming from. This was a nudist, homeless, drug addict that had all these crazy beliefs on a lot of different stuff. And David, as you would tell it, was told to do certain things. By some sort of fairy? By by a spirit fairy that came to him in the form of a bird. Hmm. Okay. All right. Um, well, <laughs> as far as the Today Show coverage, NBC, and, and Good Morning America, too, I watched both. Did you know that this was politically motivated, what this guy mm-hmm. did? Listen to the DA talk about this. This is pretty good. I consider him to be dangerous. Not only is this someone who um, engaged in a, in a pre-planned uh, attack on the speaker in her, in her home, but someone who was willing to enact violence uh, that was politically motivated. Oh, God. Isn't that repetitive? <laughs> yeah. Not only bit. did this, but also did this. It's the same thing, isn't it? I mean, I'm splitting hairs, but not only this, but politically motivated. We're going to get well, that in there. Well, yeah. That's MAGA is what that is. Well, yeah, I mean, Trump has been very dedicated to the fairy spirit bird caucus. You know, I didn't know that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. How about that? They endorsed him. By the way, speaking of the Trumpster, you know, he has been uh, part of this right-wing machine with these unfounded rumors Mm -hmm. with this Paul Pelosi story. All right, I want you to hear this from the Today Show. One of our all-time favorites... Miguel Armaguer, who oh, I think is becoming a parody of himself <laughs> yeah. with this delivery. Okay? Listen to how this unfolds. This is something. The attack has been the subject of unfounded right-wing conspiracy theories. Former President Trump adding to the misinformation on a podcast. <laughs> Got that? Mm-hmm. On a podcast. And here it is. The window was broken in, and it was strange that the cops were the you know standing there practically from from the moment it all took place. Law enforcement officials say there is no truth to those theories. What What theories? Yeah, what theories? I was just going to say that, too. What theories? What Trump just said. He said there's no truth to those theories. That's not a theory. No, that's part of the report. Yes. 
I have the report right here. Yes. I don't know what Miguel is talking about. And then this is how he winds up. A vicious home invasion assault. Prosecutors say carried out for political reasons. <laughs> so it's very yes. desperate right now. It's mm-hmm. got to be about politics. I know Nancy Pelosi is fundraising off this. Yeah. But this is a nut job. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, are, are we supposed to believe that it's just normal? Like, is Miguel Almaguer out there going, my fairy spirit is a manatee, the gentle sea cow. <laughs> <laughs> and it tells me to talk like this. It must. <laughs> I, I'm looking at the what report. What a piece of garbage that story is right there. It, it totally that is. That report is garbage. But just garbage. I'm looking this up. That's an editorialized freaking report. That okay. is unbelievable. In Miguel's world, that's what it was. David, did you read through the actual criminal complaint on this? Yeah. In the FBI? Mm-hmm. Now, th- there's just parts of it that don't get reported a whole lot that I thought was interesting. That, you know, they're both holding a hammer with one hand, and DePape had his other hand holding onto Pelosi's forearm. Pelosi greeted officers. The officers asked them what was going on. DePape responded that everything was good. Officers then asked Pelosi and DePape to drop the hammer. Yeah. Okay. DePape pulled the hammer from Pelosi's hand and swung the hammer, striking Pelosi in the head. Officers immediately went inside and were able to restrain DePape. While officers were restraining DePape, Pelosi appeared to be unconscious on the ground. Okay. Is that where they're saying he woke up in a pool of blood? Because they're right there to help him. Yeah. It, that part, to me, is strange. Now, they do. It goes on in this report to mention the police body-worn camera footage showed a glass door that appeared to be laminated glass broken near the door handle. San Francisco Police Department recovered zip ties in Pelosi's bedroom and in the hallway near the front door of the Pelosi residence. In addition, law enforcement searched DePape's backpack, found another hammer, white rope, roll of tape, one pair of rubber and cloth gloves, and a journal. Don't know if you wanted to write about it as this was going on or exactly what, but hey. He wanted to quote Paul Pelosi accurately. (laughs) Maybe. Who knows? And this other part about, and I know we mentioned it before, the witness that saw an individual in all black carrying a large black bag on his back walking near the Pelosi residence where the witness was parked. That person working private security at an address nearby said, I then heard what sounded like banging on either a door or car, and then heard the sirens. He didn't hear the breaking of the glass? Yeah, that's, the, that's one of the weird things, too, that you have a private security guy there. They have private security in that neighborhood, too. And yet it's up to Paul Pelosi to call 911. I mean, it's like that, that HOA needs to fire their security, honestly, <laughs> if, that's, if that's how that all went down. And even if you're calling private security, you see a guy walking towards the Speaker of the House's home wearing all black with a backpack. Why don't you call the cops? Yes. That seems it like makes no sense. Even if you're getting paid by somebody else, that does seem like you're kind of on the neighborhood watch duty. Well, the other part, real quick, from the report, DePape stated he broke into the house through a glass door, which was a difficult task that required the use of a hammer. Stated that Pelosi was in bed and appeared surprised by DePape. Mm-hmm. Well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. the if the dude is asleep, oh hey, what's going on? <laughs> what that just happens in the middle of the night? Right. I know it's San Francisco, but still. They're yeah. mutual friends with the fairy spirit bird. <laughs> <laughs> DePape told Pelosi to wake up. Hey, wake up. Yeah. 
And he said, hey, Nancy's not here. And Pelosi apparently asked how could they resolve the situation and what DePape wanted to do. DePape said he wanted to tie Pelosi up so that DePape could go to sleep as he was tired from having had to carry a backpack to the Pelosi residence. Yeah. Yeah. It's time to go to the nap house. <laughs> I need a little nappy nap right now. My, Very my dogs sane. are barking right now. Yeah, yeah. See how what? illy it is in San Francisco? Damn. Around this time, DePape stated taking out twist ties from his pocket so that he could restrain Pelosi. Pelosi moved towards another part of the house, but DePape stopped him, and together they went back into the bedroom. Okay. Thinking there was no way police were going to forget about the 911 call, he explained that he went, wandered into the bathroom to call 911. It is the strangest thing you've ever heard. It makes oh, no yeah. sense. Right. But if you question it, yeah. you're a bad person. Well, you're, you're, you're doubting. You're, just, you're ghoulish. You're, you're, yeah. you're going with unfounded rumors. That's no, right. you just want the truth, man. What happened? This seems really freaking odd. All right, more on that a little bit later. Hey, one other thing before we leave that. Why isn't Nancy Pelosi come out and said anything about this? That's been pretty quiet. A lot of people are wondering that. They put out, like, statements and stuff. Yeah, but nothing from her, like, in front of the camera or anything else. No. It's really something. Yeah, okay. Biden, what did he say yesterday? we got to hit this real quick. Oh, yeah. Some people are saying, hey, this didn't sound quite right. No, well, he was in Florida and tried to say, like, a southern saying. Although a lot of us who grew up in the south... Don't exactly know what he's talking about here. Okay, so what is this? A senator from Florida going after Medicare and Social Security? I tell you what, I don't know where, as they say, the Southern doesn't know where y'all been. God damn, boy. He just turned into Boomhauer from King of the Hill momentarily there. Yeah, what was I where, as they say, the Southern doesn't know where y'all been. God damn, boy. It's, uh, Who knows, man? He doesn't make sense most they, of the time. You try to put an accent on it, you're really going to fail. He says, uh, in other words, as they say in Southern, where you been? Hot damn, boy. Boy, he needs some lessons, man. I don't feel no ways <laughs> tired. There you go. I come too far. There's the problem. From where I started from. <laughs> uh-huh. Nobody told me that the road would be easy. Keep going. Well, they ferry on their shoulders, (laughs) Southern. (laughs) Uh, Here's something you need to know about. Voter ID laws are transphobic. That's from ABC News. We'll get to that and much more coming up right Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. David, you have a piece of audio that I had not heard yet. Um, You just sent it to me. Scott, I don't think, has heard it either. I have not. Mm -hmm. When did this happen? Uh, This was last night in Florida. Okay. Uh, Joe Uh, Biden was addressing a a crowd that had assembled. They were mostly college students, apparently. All right. Roll it. Ladies and gentlemen. What? Here's the deal. It's a difficult time. Say what? Gays and gentlemen. Gays and gentlemen. Gays and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Did he just get confused or was there... Are you a... saying gay men aren't gentlemen? No, he's not saying that. Okay. Gays and gentlemen. 
Gays are gentlemen? No, I think oh. he's... Well, gays and gentlemen. He's trying to say ladies and gentlemen, but it comes gays out... Gays and gentlemen. Gays and gentlemen. All right. <laughs> well, listen, man, he's like 130 years old and... He's got a stutter. Uh, all the and he's got he's got a stutter. <laughs> and you know, I mean, he gets confused with all this like trans stuff and everything. So everything is going to be like gay or lady or gentleman or whatever. I'm surprised okay. he gendered it all. I know maybe this is played out. I'm going to just play it at least one more time. Okay. Imagine if Trump said that. Miss Smoke. Dude, any time Trump was trying to bring up the topic. He was leveled by everybody trying to say, hey, I have friends. They say you've done a great job with this. It was the context of the speech talking about a club that was opened up thanks to him. And he's trying to talk about it. And a person, a member of the club, great guy who's gay, wrote this magnificent letter saying what Donald Trump did. Nobody else would do. He got ripped for that. <laughs> well, and then he's like, what? What did I do? Remember when he was talking about Saudi Arabia? Yeah. And he was friends with a lot of people there. But it was so much controversy because he was talking about Sharia law at the time. Yeah. And the way the whole statement went down. Now, Saudi Arabia, think of this. I have a lot of friends in Saudi Arabia. Look, Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia. Don't forget, these are the people that gave many, many millions of dollars to the Clinton Foundation. I wonder why we take care of them. <laughs> Wonder. You remember this? And for the women out there, ask the people of Saudi Arabia what they think of women. And for the for the gays out there, ask the gays and ask the people, ask the gays what they think and what they do in not only Saudi Arabia, in many of these countries with the gay community. Just ask. See? Just ask the gays. Well, everything he said was true, but they didn't like the way he said it. Right. Well, that was a good part of it. And man. for the for the gays out there right. ask the gays <laughs> and people were melting down oh, now we're to learn that voter <laughs> it still cracks you up it does. The, it's just the way he says it for, right. the, for the gays out there ask the gays we're not going to have time to get to the voter ID no, we're not. transphobic are we we're really not <laughs> Because it's the phrasing that still yes, to this day is. makes you laugh yeah. and makes emphasis, everyone man. on the left lose their freaking mind. Yeah. All right, I'm going to try it. Keep a straight face. Here's the contest. We only got it like 30 seconds here. All right. All right. I'm going to play this, and you got to keep a straight face and not laugh. All right, you ready? The people of Saudi Arabia, what they think of women. And for the for the gays out there, I can't. ask the gays and ask the people. Ask the gays. Ask the gays. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, what? I love everybody. <laughs> what happened to Paul Pelosi? Ask the gays. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. All right. We'll get to that other story. Voter ID laws are transphobic. What would you say is the biggest story of the day? Well, it's desperation time for the Democrats. I mean, they know they're going to get shellacked uh, next week in the midterms. Uh, and so Biden is going to Capitol Hill tonight to give an address to the American people about the threats to democracy. They're really doubling down on this, that, that they're going to give some vague speech about, uh, oh, well, democracy's under assault and blah, 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 while millions of people are voting right now. I, I, I don't... You have to be an idiot to think this is a good idea. 
I, I totally agree. I totally agree. All right, we'll get to the voter ID laws or transphobic. Just ask that. Well, anyway, skull coming up. Show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. A lot of desperation. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason the Democrats may lose a whole lot with the midterms is because these voter ID laws are transphobic. Yeah, this is a new Wait, one. Hang on a second. Yeah. When did this become part of the conversation? Well, because people are realizing that it's hard to say there's widespread voter suppression specifically targeting African Americans when record numbers of African Americans are successfully casting ballots. They're still trying to do it, though. They are, but it's harder and harder. So NBC News has found a new victim of those terrible racist and now transphobic voter ID laws. All right, I'll roll it. Transgender voters are concerned they might be blocked from casting their ballots. Yeah, that's because a growing number of states are enforcing stricter voter identification laws that disproportionately impact the community. NBC outrolled. <laughs> disproportionately. My head impact. is going to absolutely explode. <laughs> this is what we're talking about now. Yeah. Yes. Because it says dude on the id but it the the dude looks like a well, dude looks on. like a lady I, th- I think they're gonna explain okay i haven't heard the report yet but All this right. is already really good nbc out reporter joe your joins us now with more on this joe good morning to you so first of all how can voter id laws create obstacles for transgender people and where do we see some of the strictest voter id laws <laughs> sure yeah so voter id laws disproportionately impact trans people because trans people are more likely to have ids without the name uh, that they go by and the gender marker that reflects how they present. And recent research shows that just over 200,000 eligible trans voters in uh, 31 states that both conduct their elections mostly in person and require or request ID at the polls don't have IDs that reflect their gender identities and the names they go by. Okay, then. You might want to get them switched then so you can vote. Well, and and if you can't get it switched, because some states haven't bought into the delusion just yet. Yeah. Uh, use your real name then. For is it going to kill you for to twenty vote. minutes to yeah. use like your actual name to assume who you actually are? You'll get some nut job from some university to say you want people to kill themselves. No, I don't. But if you, I, I don't want people to kill themselves. Well, I know that, but but they'd still say it, right? Well, they're liars. Absolutely, that's what they go to all the time, right? The stats I mean, don't bag it up. I mean, I would say, at least in this case, the voter ID thing, I can see. I think it's twisted logic, but you can at least kind of see where they're coming from as opposed to voter ID is racist. Because Correct. in this case, you could say, well, I this is how I refer to myself and whatever, and so my ID doesn't reflect who I feel like I am. Well, too bad. I mean, there's a guy in my old neighborhood who walks around dressed up like Spider-Man. Everybody knows him as the Spider-Man guy. And uh, when he shows up to vote, if he votes, I assume him announcing himself as Spider-Man guy is not good enough for an election official. He'll have to go by whatever his real name is. 
But see, that's flawed logic because he has no problem identifying as Peter Parker. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Oh, yeah, just take off the costume for five minutes and go vote. Vote by mail, you dope. Well, they're making it harder and harder. Just vote by not no. Yes, it. What was it again? NBC out reporter Joe Urkiba. No, joined. we don't need to go back to it. Disproportionately affects yeah. people, and then they won't let them mail in either. Right. That's what we'll was hear. Was somebody stopping you at the mailbox and saying, "Hey, wait a minute, you're trying <laughs> well, to no, get it's out. out"? It's filling in the mail-in ballot. Their hands just start trembling when they write David instead of Joanna. Okay, they just can't do yeah. it. Man, then honestly, desperation, dude, it, it is really, really something here. It is. It really is. It really is. And then you got Biden with the speech tonight, and we have what a, somewhat of a preview, I guess. Uh, yeah, Joe Biden's going to be doing a primetime address tonight from Capitol Hill. Apparently, it's on democracy. During an event with Axios, Deputy Chief of Staff General Malley Dillon previewed it. Oh, gosh, go ahead. No, I think you can expect to hear from him this evening, um, similar to what he's been saying uh, over the course of the last several months, um, that there is uh, a lot at stake, including democracy, and that everyone has a role in that. I think the other thing that will be really important and something, um, you know, you heard from President Biden in 2020 uh, was that, you know, people are going to be able to vote. Over 25 million already have. um, They are uh, voting all across the country, you know, in some places where we will have a lot of attention, focus, uh, the votes will be counted and will take a few days to be counted because that's how okay. democracy works to make sure every vote is counted. So he'll highlight that as well. Yeah. Okay. We're going to hear about Paul Pelosi. We're going to hear about political violence. Mm-hmm. Um, all that sort of nonsense tonight, trying to tie it all together. By the way, they they tried to do this on, I think it was Good Morning America. It was either that or the Today Show with the Paul Pelosi thing, bringing in an interview with the Department of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas, known as the Dorcas. Yeah, fantastic. Because there's great concern now after the Pelosi yeah. attack. Okay? Take it from the Dorcas. There are uh, a number of um, forces that are fueling a violent extremism, ideologies of hate false narratives, anti-government sentiment, personal grievances. The divisiveness in this country is uh, of of great concern. (laughs) I'm sorry I'm laughing, but Van Camping's at it. Well, look, I mean, this guy's boss went out there a couple months ago and apparently he's going to do it again tonight and called half the country fascist. Up yours with that. No. (laughs) And and now you're wondering why people have concerns about this? I mean, this guy's department tried and failed to set up an actual ministry of truth. And then it has still been working with big tech to try to censor speech they don't like. And I'm sorry, but, but nobody should be held accountable for the ramblings and crazy actions of a guy who was told to do things by a spirit fairy that talked to him in the form of a bird. That's yes. what happened right. with this dude right. who but attacked that's Paul Pelosi. Politically motivated violence. But it was it was fairy bird motivated. I know. I mean, I know. what is going on? Well, you know, man, and it's not to freaking dunk on anybody, 
But all of this nonsense of politically motivated violence, dude, it was Andrea Mitchell and Nancy Pelosi in a conversation within the last couple of weeks. You didn't say you would have punched him out. I would have punched Tell him, me him about out. Your I said I would have punched him out. I would have gone to jail and I would have been happy. She would have punched Trump. Well, you forget about all that the rhetoric, blah, blah, blah. It's crazy. It's desperation. And, you know, I don't know. Totally switching gears just to the midterms. Do you ever remember where you saw so many races, at least polling-wise, get flipped in a short amount of time? It's all over the place. Yeah. I mean, Nevada, Arizona, in New York, the governor. Wouldn't that be something? That one in Oregon. Yes. Oregon could flip, too. Yes. I mean, dude, this all over the place. Oh, yeah. Pennsylvania, Dr. Oz, you know, double digits behind John Fetterman. And now it looks like he's going to win. By the way, Joe Rogan had Dr. Phil on. I heard a little bit of the conversation. And it cracks me up because it sounds exactly like a conversation we would have on this show. Yeah. Um, but Dr. Phil was very hesitant to say anything. He, he was just trying to be old Dr. Phil. Um, but the way Rogan set it up I thought was good because – to me, remember, he was a Bernie guy. It's not like this guy's far right at all. Mm-hmm. He's watching things unfold, and he calls out BS when he sees it. And so he wasn't that familiar with Fetterman, but this was the reaction to him you know, seeing part of the debate with Dr. Oz. The gentleman Fetterman had a stroke five months ago, and he's clearly compromised to the point where while he's communicating, he's not just stumbling. He kind of lost in thought and can't form a coherent sentence and bounces around from my he looks he looks troubled and i was watching msnbc and they were trying to say well i mess up sometimes when i talk and (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) it's exactly and you're not you don't want to be mean you're not looking to just take shots but clearly the guy can't do it you know i misspeak and i i stumble on my words of course you do everybody does we're human i do it all the time but there's a big difference between the overall one hour debate you're looking at a guy who seems to have something really wrong with his brain and you for you to gaslight and pretend that's not the case just because it doesn't fit with your narrative that's not news that's that's propaganda and it's fucking dangerous <laughs> It sounds like their show. That's why I get a kick out of it. So, and then Dr. Phil is, you know, trying to react and, and he's trying to, you know, be nice, that sort of thing. Um, Seems unfair to put him in that position. It, it, it really does. And I'm not trying to be unkind. He had a stroke. I mean, the poor guy. Yes. He, he had a stroke and he's going to have to rehabilitate. Yes. And I, and I hope he's able to do that. And but why, all. why did they but, think that they could put him out there on a huge stage like that? That's, and he goes on. I, it, it is. It's crazy. Well, it's, it's a question we've asked a million times. Who did that? Who's responsible oh, for that? It's because they're bad people. They're bad people. I mean, really, that's it. You don't love someone if you put them out there to humiliate themselves like that. Same people that put Joe Biden out yeah. there. They thought maybe they could win with him. As far as the party, I can't speak for his wife or him, or maybe he still thinks he's fine. I don't know. But then it comes down to this for Dr. Phil. Uh, I, I think he shows great courage to get up there and I don't know. do it. I don't know. Um, Most certainly. But, I mean, just ask yourself, let's say you were getting on an airplane and the airline pilot 
had had a similar cognitive impairment. Yeah. Would you get on? No. Well, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> well, he finally just, it's like he's broken at the end. Well, hell no. Of course you wouldn't get on. Who would? Goodness gracious, man. All the things we're seeing is just bat nuts crazy to think that guy can win. The thing is, he might. You never know, man. He might win. You never know. Um, Before I get to this next part, do we have an edit, David? Because I don't want to play any bad words. Uh, no, I have. You never sent me any audio to edit. No, no. All right. Well, let's just risk it for the biscuit. No, let's. Okay, David. Well, maybe we'll risk it. Please hand on button, David. Hey, Thank I you. edited that other piece with the Rogan. I know. It took out but the upper. This upward. one, you're like, I don't know if I did or not. Nah. This all is, right, okay. We'll hang on. Strap yourself in because we got oh, a New license York, to lose here. New York Magazine. Mm-hmm. We'll switch gears. Did they actually admit that they were afraid to challenge leftist narratives? Oh, yeah. So a uh, writer for New York Magazine says, yeah, journalists are actively afraid of challenging leftist narratives. This is from Jonathan Shade, a weirdo lefty. Uh, the jumping off point, though, was a Washington Post piece about how, remember the story where Tom Cotton, Senator Cotton, wrote an oh, op-ed yeah. for the New York Times mm-hmm. and said, yeah, during the riots of 2020, we need to send in the National Guard, send in the military to stop yeah. the violence, period. And that was people it. getting hurt. Yeah. And everybody, all these leftists went after him saying, oh, they're calling on the military for peaceful protesters, third world country, Hitler. Right. That isn't what Tom Cotton was arguing at all. But the mere fact that the New York Times ran it uh, led to the firing of an editor at the New York Times. Who had been there for a while. So uh, Jonathan Chait, though, uh, dovetails off of that and says, you know, many people have shared similar beliefs with me, especially in the angry summer of 2020. It's an unhealthy culture that forces people to suppress their doubts and mouth platitudes for fear of losing their livelihoods. Well, yeah, and I would say if you call yourself a journalist and that is what's top of mind, then you need to quit. Go do something else. There won't be any left, David. Right. Which is fine with me. And but Jonathan that, that's, that's That's anybody outside of the local level. And, that's most all of them. And Jonathan Chait, dude, if you call yourself a journalist, name the people. Say, here's who told me that. Because apparently a lot of people have. Just do it. Go legend, yeah. man. Come on. People deserve to know that. Uh, but then he points out, yeah, in recent years, many journalists have lost their jobs as a, re- as a result of internal social panics. Uh, and for every person who was humiliated or fired for a, not, a small or non-existent offense, many other people will refuse to criticize even transparently absurd left-wing pieties. Which, yeah, we've seen that. I mean, yeah. we heard today NBC News doing a piece about how, uh, <laughs> how voter ID is transphobic. That's insane. Yes. You, I mean, it takes the kid to say the emperor has no clothes. Right? Right. Except the left would love it. Oh, we're teaching about bodies today, yeah. you freaks. It's crazy, man. <laughs> well, I'm glad at least some of these people are admitting it. We were just too afraid. Yeah, the bold journalists. Yeah. Give me a friggin' break, man. But they won awards, though. <laughs> Given out by themselves. By themselves means yeah. nothing. That sound is me patting myself on the back. Yep. There are certain things women are sick of being judged for. Got to get to that. And Scott Robbins playing a clip with the F word next.
The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right, three things real quick. Biden administration announced today, <laughs> of course they did, that the federal government's going to help pay power bills for qualifying low and moderate income households. Mm-hmm. Get out there and vote for us. We're going to pay your bills. God, I mean, it's so transparent. It's, don't, I'll give them credit. They don't even try to hide it. They just do it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. More on that a little bit later. Just to try to bury this stuff and sort of, you know, behind which, which rock is the ball and sort of thing. Yeah. Yes. Um, I mentioned things women are sick of being judged for. That's going around online. Some of what you would imagine. Getting older. Mm-hmm. Not being married yet. So when are you going to get married? Yeah. Um, being angry about something. Yeah. They should smile more. Oh, boy, that was another one. That was number nine, actually. Holy smokes. Oh, buddy. You're pushing the buttons, aren't you? I'm just saying, turn that frown upside down. <laughs> no complaints. You get judged for wearing comfortable clothing? Who judges them? That must be other women that judge me. them. Yeah. Um, being bad at cooking? You do that, Scott. I don't judge because of bad at cooking. I've heard you talk about it before. No, you've not heard me talk about it before. I have love, you ever heard it, David? I, I have. home cooked. No, you haven't. Dude, I, I, I mean, I clearly remember. What am I talking remember. about bad cooking there before? Is, years the first, ago? If anybody cooks for me, I'm happy. The first okay. time I met you, we were in a, we were in a radio station meeting, and you, you told the female news anchor, why are you out of the kitchen? Oh, man. See, that's a lie. That is a freaking lie right there. All right. Before any of that goes on. Oh, and James Corden, this is the third thing, uh, apparently ripped off Ricky Gervais with a joke, and then they put it out online back-to-back with the joke. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard any of that or not. I think Scott's gonna, about to play the F word. It's, the setup's the same. Because if someone puts up a poster in a town square that says, guitar lessons available. That's like going into a town square, seeing a big notice board, and there's a notice, guitar lessons. Okay, you want the rest of the joke? Yeah. Well, that's a little later. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is... The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right. <laughs> Last week before the midterms and throwing anything at the wall to see if it sticks. Here we go tonight. Biden will be speaking. Yeah, Joe Biden's going to be heading to Capitol Hill, and he's, I, I guess he's at Union Station, and he's going to be giving a speech on political violence and, and the fate of our democracy hanging in the balance right now with these midterms. Because ignore everything else that's going on in your life. Uh, just focus on our obsession with January 6th and whatever. Okay. Yeah. Well, Corrine Jean Pierre, the White House press secretary, extended uh, or gave a preview of what the president is going to talk about. Is this democracy being under assault or just January 6th is why? This is uh, democracy is under assault. Uh Uh-oh, here we go. He has been clear democracy is under assault and we cannot pretend otherwise. Assault from whom? Yeah. She starts everything with he has been clear. Guys have been clear in like 25 (laughs) years. 
And even then, that's a stretch. But yeah. yeah. The president will continue to call attention to the threat to to democratic integrity and to public safety posed by those who deny the documented truth about election results. Uh Uh-oh. A lot of Democrats are in trouble from 2016. Well, and not even that. The president himself, just real quick, before we get to the rest of Corrine Jean-Pierre Van Dam Mellencamp, uh, this is... Uh, Joe Biden in January. In, in regards to 2022, sir, the midterm Oh, 2022. Election. I mean, uh, imagine if those uh, attempts to say that uh, the count was not legit. You have to recount it, and we're not going to count. We're going to discard the following votes. I mean, sure, it, 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 I'm not saying it's going to be legit. It's the increase in the prospect of being illegitimate is a direct proportion to us not being able to get these these reforms passed. Yeah. So if we don't pass a federal takeover of elections, uh, there's a good chance that the midterms won't be legitimate. Got it. And no one will be able to start their car. I mean, uh, uh, imagine turn over. Come on, come on. (laughs) Step on the gas. (laughs) Okay, back to Corrine Jean Pierre Van Dam Claude Mellencamp. What is the name? Uh, Corrine Jean Pierre Van Dam Van Dam. Okay. Camp, yes. That's yeah. a Scott Robbins classic right yeah. there. Okay, here we go. And those who seek to undermine public faith in our system of government. <laughs> Unfortunately, we have seen mega, MAGA Republican officials who don't believe in the rule of law. They've stuck with the talking point. Yep. Mega, MAGA. Just go back to it. I mean... Yeah. They refuse to accept the results of free and fair elections, and they fan the flames of political violence yeah. through what they praise and what they refuse to condemn. The vice president raised money for groups that were burning down a police station in Minneapolis. Yes. Uh, hmm. She did. Yeah. Oh, and if you want a montage on Democrats... I do. Excusing I do. violence or even calling for violence. Well, here, here, here you go. We've got to stay on the street, uh, and we've got to get more active. We've got to get more confrontational. We've got to oh. make sure that they, they know that we mean business. Thank oh. goodness for the looters, man. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite. And peaceful. Do not get it twisted. This is how this country was started. When you go to cancer treatment, the radiation is tough treatment, but it is meant to remove the cancer. Antifa is not anything more than idea. Antifa is an idea. I want to tell you, Gorsuch. I want to tell you, Kavanaugh. You have released the whirlwind, and you will pay the price. Hmm. Anybody ever asked Chuck Schumer what he meant by Hmm. you will pay the price? No. Huh. Well, no. one could assume that he was calling for violence. Because a dude did fly across the country and showed yes. up outside of Brett Kavanaugh's house with a gun. Uh, that's right. He did. Hmm. But that's different because that was their side, see? Right. But what we're looking at now is this mega mega thing. Mm-hmm. And it's bad, bad, bad. Yeah, because because a guy in San Francisco who, again, received messages from a fairy in the form of a bird. You're not joking about that. No. Went and broke into the Speaker of the House's home. That's correct. Hmm. Yes. All right. By the way, Mega Magus jackpot's up over $900 million now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
What was the song we put that to? Oh, yeah. Mega, 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 mega. Mega, 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 mega. Mega, 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 mega. Yeah, I kind of like that. That was pretty good. Rock me, mega, mega. By the way, that attack on Paul Pelosi, how do you tie that to January 6th? Well, it's misinformation, right? So this nut job with the bird fairy, whatever, uh, from ABC and Good Morning America, part of the report, it was made clear here. The PAPS attorney saying yesterday that his client may have been susceptible to misinformation. <laughs> you think? Mm-hmm. The guy was taking orders from a fairy bird. Right. Like, is that supposed to be normal? I mean, I've got. He was I, susceptible to misinformation. I, well, most kooks are. Yeah. That, that that bird just happened to be the same one on Twitter when Elon Musk bought it. They started talking to him. I mean, I've got a spirit fairy tadpole that follows me around, but it, it'll grant me three wishes, and then once I teach it the meaning of life, it gets to become a frog. But that's normal. It's not a talking bird for crying out loud. Big jar you carried it around in. Let <laughs> yeah. me get some swamp water for my right, fairy yeah. tadpole. <laughs> oh my goodness, man! Yeah, you go back to all that stuff. Remember, you had the leader of BLM saying, "We will burn it down." Yes, he literally said, "We will burn it down." The leader in New York, Hawk. But we're supporting BLM. Remember, Legacy Media at the time. Yeah. They're fighting against injustice. Whatever happened to Hawk, by the way? I don't know. Dancing with the Stars this fall? I'm not quite sure. Okay. Might still be there. I don't know. I don't know either. There are a lot of the Black Lives Matter chapters that are a little bent because they didn't get any money. No. Patrice Cullors, man. She pocketed a lot of cash. And people close to her also pocketed a lot of cash. Yeah. I mean, in the Candace Owens documentary on Black Lives Matter, it's something, man. Man. Like the last 20 minutes of that thing, when oh. they look into where did all the money go, it's freaking astounding. Yeah. But you don't want to see legacy media at all report on that. No, there's not time. We're stoking fears because right now, voter laws in the United States disproportionately affect trans people. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's and apparently that's what most people care about right now. Yes. yes. That's according okay. to NBC News today. Yes. Unreal. So the whole reason for the speech with Biden tonight is January 6th. And mentioned it earlier, it looks like the Biden administration is going to help out families, low income, middle income. You'll find out if it's you or not with heating bills this winter. We're going to help you out. That's just announced. I mean, it's really desperation. Mm-hmm. Didn't CNN, they had the story in the last couple of days, that the last week they were really going to try to focus on January 6th. Oh, yeah. We didn't know they were going to try to pay more bills for people to get out to well, vote. Yeah. Well, based on your income, will determine whether you get how many cords of wood. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I mentioned this earlier. Um, this was from the entertainment side of the news cycle. James Corden. I don't even know that much about him other than late night... And he does the cartoon stuff. Carpool karaoke. Yeah, and it it seems like a lot of people like him. But all of a sudden, he's been getting bad press. That he is a terrible customer. Like at a restaurant in New York. Awful. Well, his show's coming to an end, too. Well, now it's that he rips off jokes. Uh Uh-oh. And in that industry. Oh, buddy. Yeah, that's a big deal. Oh, buddy. Yeah. And so, apparently, this was a couple of years ago. Netflix special with Ricky Gervais. 
and he was doing this bit on internet trolls who feel the need to post negative comments. So he sets it up. It's like going into the town square. And that's the whole joke. So I'll play the whole thing. And the way this is put together, you'll hear James Corden, who recently told the same joke earlier this week. You'll hear how it goes. Because if someone puts up a poster in a town square that says guitar lessons available. That's like going into a town square, seeing a big notice board, and there's a notice guitar lessons. Like you don't get people in the town go, I don't want to play the guitar. And you go... Hold on a second. Did you get the edit? I did not. I think it's edited. God, David. Because of the Gervais part, I think he swears. On the button. I think it is. Please. You got to risk it for the biscuit. We already set it up. Just play it. But I don't f***ing want guitar lessons. Okay, that sign wasn't for you. It was for somebody else. You don't have to get mad about all of it. Fine. It's not for you then. Just walk away. Don't worry about it. It's like word for word, Yeah, dude. that is. Yeah. Now, there, there's a really good chance that somebody wrote that and he just read it off of the card. So I, That's I, the I, other part of the story I is mean, it could have been one of the writers. Yeah, who just got busted and will never work in comedy again. Yes. Why would you well, steal it from Ricky Gervais? Didn't you on a work? Netflix special. Yeah, like, <laughs> like one of the most recognizable comedians right now. You're thinking, oh, because it, it'd be like if I'm showing up. Yeah. And saying, hey, guys, I got a great idea for an album. It's called Back in Black. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I write, you shook me all night long and right. give it to you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, that's a great song, Scott. Yeah, thanks. Um, you didn't, it, even, didn't even try to change it around. No. Was it you know? Joe Rogan who jumped on stage and accused somebody of that? The, I mean, a while back of stealing jokes. I'm trying to think. It wasn't, wasn't Mencia, was it? Was one of those no guys? Well, Carlos Mencia did years ago. Yeah, he got busted. Yeah, that, and, and I think Rogan yeah. was the one that called him out on it first. Yeah. Man, oh then man. there was, and the, he, he went. I mean, it was gone after. He was just gone after that. Well, that was one of the downfalls of Dane Cook because he got busted stealing, yeah, stealing jokes. jokes. From, uh, Louis C.K. Yep. I mean, change it up a little for crying yeah, out loud. Yeah. Back in brown, something. <laughs> Return in black. <laughs> Off black. In black. Return in gray? There you go. Yeah. Maybe. Something like that. Okay. Man, there's a lot happening today. Supreme Court issues. We got a news update to get to coming up in just a few right here. Show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. I don't believe what I just saw. This story we'll get to in a second. Oh my goodness! Before we get to that, Kareem Jean Pierre Van Dam Mellencamp. Did I get it? You got uh, it. You yeah. did. Yeah. The White House press secretary is speaking and saying yeah. what? Yeah. Well, so the White House today put out this tweet that said seniors are getting the biggest increase in their Social Security checks in ten years through President Biden's leadership. And there's a period after that. So that's a complete statement that they made. And even Twitter came out and said, well, actually, we're fact-checking that. And the reason Social Security payments are increasing is because of a law passed in 1972 under By President Dick Nixon. Nixon. Yeah, yeah, right. 
that indexes it basically that says yes you'll you'll get a cost of living uh, increase to account for inflation so that's why and uh kareem jean pierre you know now i'm getting all screwed up in it uh, kareem jean pierre the white house press secretary was asked hey why'd you put that out there because that was a lie yeah, one would say disinformation. Mm-hmm. So it was, I, look, the tweet was not complete. Usually when we put out a tweet, uh, we posted with context, and it did not have that context. Uh, so in the past, we pointed out that for the first time in our in over a decade, seniors' uh, Medicare premiums will, will decrease even as their Social uh, Security checks increase. That's a little bit of context that was not included. This means that seniors will have a chance to get ahead of inflation due to the rare combination of rising benefits and falling premiums. But and and let's what that's not what they said and it was a complete no, statement it it was an actual piece of disinformation coming out of the white house yes why don't you just say yeah we got caught yeah because she's in politics and they never do that yeah. and and let's not forget as as you've been hearing me say for the past few minutes about MAGA republicans in congress and their continued threat uh, <laughs> to, to threaten social security and medicare yeah. See, it's MAGA republicans fault that we share disinformation unreal the story I mentioned a couple minutes ago, and you saw this, David. Holy cow, man. Yeah. It's from Libs of TikTok, who, of course, is back on Twitter now. It's funny how all of a sudden Twitter <laughs> actually stopped the lie from going any further with the White House today. Yeah. And now Libs of TikTok are back on Twitter. And Libs of TikTok are just sharing, a lot of times, videos of... Things that are on TikTok. Yeah. Well, things they feel very passionately about, and they want the world to know how they feel. Chesapeake High School, Pasadena, Maryland. Apparently waited months to suspend a transgender teacher after receiving video evidence of inappropriate behavior. I would say that video is inappropriate, David. Dude, yeah. I mean, they're, like, making out, and there's some mm, other stuff going yeah. on in the classroom. It's sick. And the, the teacher's there. Yes, the teacher's there. Lips of TikTok received shocking videos reportedly taken from inside the high school classroom. You can see students engaging in what appears to be, well, sexual acts. And a minor wearing a sexually inappropriate outfit on school grounds. And <laughs> Lips of TikTok says this type of behavior on school grounds would make any sane person ask, what kind of institution would let students behave like this? Yep. Yeah. So they did some digging. I sh- should say she because she runs the site and this is what she found out willa horde who transitioned from a male teaches social studies and runs the gay straight alliance organization at the high school in pasadena maryland um they say it's a student-run organization that unites lgbtq plus and allied youth to build community and organize around issues impacting them in their schools and communities blah 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 from there They've evolved beyond their traditional role to serve as safe spaces for these youth. So recently, parents took to Facebook after a student member of the Gay Straight Alliance made a concerning social media post that claimed both students and teachers would be disciplined for dead naming. Mm-hmm. You know what dead naming is? Yeah, it's the right. term used to describe calling a transgender person by the name given to them at birth. Right. Yes. Their actual name. Yes. School reportedly deemed deadnaming sexual harassment. So parents confront the school about the rules. They were told that disciplinary action for the listed offenses was discussed with the Gay Straight Alliance and determined on a case-by-case basis. 
They show all this stuff. And now this video has come out. It's crazy that this is going on. Yeah. This is just part of why there's going to be a red wave on Tuesday. It's all these things together. And people, sane people, have totally had enough, man. Holy smokes. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Biggest story of the day, David. Uh, is the astounding decision uh, of the White House to have the president go out and give a primetime address about, well, mega MAGA Republicans. Because remember, the, the first time he did that in Philadelphia, it did not get received very well. So you've got less than a week before the midterm elections, and you're thinking, let's do that again. Okay. That's I crazy. understand desperation. There's got to be something else to it. Are they going to give some sort of new sort of information? Is it going to be any sort of twist that we haven't seen or heard before? They drag the dead horse out and beat it again. I mean, how about the lighting? How is the lighting going to be like tonight, David? We're going to oh, get I'm the not, blood red again. I don't think black. it's going to be blood red, no. All right. I'm going with purple. The blue is purple. All right. Scott Robbins, trifecta, a news update straight ahead right here. Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Before we get to the trifecta, David, I know you got something. Just real quick. Wall Street Journal, I don't know if you saw <laughs> in a poll, 86% of Americans think that mainstream media is the major or significant cause of division in the United States. 70% says it's a major cause. Honestly, that's great news. Yeah. I really do, man. Yeah. The way our legacy media has treated so many different stories, especially within the last five to seven years, is despicable. Oh, and yeah. it really has caused division on a number of different issues. They freaking flat out lie to people. It's been disgusting to watch. Oh, yeah. They, I, I mean, there are, there are a couple of examples that immediately come to mind for me um, is, well, one, the horse whipping thing. Yep. Where they claimed that Border Patrol agents on horseback were whipping Haitian migrants. That wasn't true. It was obvious that it wasn't true from day one. And yet they allowed that disinformation to uh, flourish and, in fact, encouraged it. The other thing is. Oh, yeah. And, and our federal officials knew it was a lie and still went out there and told it. Yeah. And, and, and the other thing is, and this is a smaller thing, but I think uh, just to demonstrate that I think it even goes back further than five to seven years, but it certainly has uh, uh, increased in the age of Don Donald Trump. But I was just having this conversation with a, a family member of mine who is uh, very liberal. We don't agree on much, and that's why we generally don't talk about politics. But he was mad because uh, there was a candidate who had sent out a mailer saying that uh, Beto O'Rourke was going to ban ARs if he became governor of Texas. Mm -hmm. And uh, that means that, uh, you know, some of your favorite hunting rifles would no longer be available. Mm -hmm. And they said, again, in the grand scheme of things, this is a pretty small example of this, but this person was completely convinced 
that if you were to shoot a deer with a standard AR, it would blow the deer up. There'd be nothing left of the deer, which if you know anything about guns, you know that that person has fallen for disinformation because one, people do hunt with ARs. It's a fair, relatively new phenomenon mm-hmm. because a lot of hunters think they're underpowered. And if you say, well, it's not really a high-powered rifle, a lot of liberals will look at you cross-eyed like, what do you mean? This is a weapon of war. And it's like, no, you've been lied to about this. Yes. In the world of rifles, it's, it's like low man on the totem pole. Dude, there's still a group of Americans that believe Trump called neo-Nazis fine people. Yeah. They're playing it again. I mean, this is in campaign ads again. Well, and dude, it was stoked by media. Yeah. It's disgusting. But that's how they make money. Divide people. That's part of it. Yeah. And have people constantly in fear. They blame you for the things they're doing. That's an old trick, too. They do it all the time. But to see that this many people now in America Mm -hmm. do not trust legacy media, honestly, that's that's a good thing. Yeah. All right. You ready for your big three, Scott? Yep. All right. Let's do this. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Robbins top three of the day. Always helped by his hero from his top 40 days even today. Hi, it's me, Casey. Casey, Casey. Casey, ready? I'm ready. Okay. Casey. Three. Uh, Number three, you call it the despicable ad that Representative Adam Kinzinger is now promoting. Yeah, he's promoting this right now. And this involves, you guys know the Brian Sicknick story. They use it all the time, speaking Mm -hmm. of disinformation, that he was killed at the Capitol riots by the crazy rioters that came in, right? Capitol police officer. He had a stroke. He had a stroke after the fact, passed away. It was a sad story. It's a very sad story. Yeah. Well, they've decided to use his mother... To exploit this for political gain. And Adam Kinzinger retweeted it and said, this is a great ad. I know this woman. She's amazing. This is what the ad sounds like. This is Brian Sitnick's mother. Okay. Okay. I'm Gladys Sicknick. I'm the mother of Brian Sicknick, the Capitol Police officer who died defending our country on January 6th. Carrie Lake is very dangerous for our country. She saw what happened on January 6th and continues to spread the big lie. And we're going to have more violence because people, they believe whatever she says. It's very dire for our democracy, for our country, with the candidates like Carrie Lake. My son died because of people like Carrie Lake. Now, this ad is way below the belt. Way below the belt. But it gains a whole new layer when you got guys like Kinzinger retweeting it and talking about how awesome it is. It's all despicable. It's despicable. Yeah. I feel and, I feel sorry for this lady, by the way. Well, she's a grieving yes. person. You Adam know, Kinzinger's garbage. To, he's a garbage person. To exploit that yes, like you know, that. Yes. Yeah. Well, it is horrendous. And he didn't he also did not die defending the Capitol. I mean no. Uh, no. again, I mean I yeah, it's like I feel like I want to want to walk on eggshells here because I know that she's. I, I understand. Mother, I understand what you're saying. I do, but it's not it. true yeah. that he was killed in service of defending the Capitol from anybody. No, or wasn't he wasn't killed by what Carrie Lake said or right. what anybody else said? It's fake news, Adam. Oh, I totally agree. Otherwise known as disinformation, I believe. Yeah. 
Well, very much so, yes. We're getting closer and closer to is, number one. Kinsinger, that jackass, knows exactly what he's doing when he does oh, it, too. Yeah. You, know? you got no shame. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Two. Number Scott two. Robbins top three of the day, the trifecta yeah. to number two. <laughs> right, here we go. Uh, number two, uh, Illinois Democrat uh, Dick Durbin claims that free speech does not include disinformation. <laughs> this is wild. He is this the out. horrible person <laughs> trifecta? What is this? It kind of is, isn't it? In the days since uh, Musk took Twitter... Private, said Dick, the platform has been an uptick in hate speech. And Musk himself used the platform and his influence to spread a business conspiracy theory about the violent attack on an elected or baseless, not business, baseless theory about the violent attack on an elected officer's family member. Free speech does not include spreading misinformation to downplay political violence. So he's talking about the Paul Pelosi That's thing. Right. <laughs> Dan Kremshaw comes back with, Listen, dude, it literally does include that. You're a big boy and you're a lawyer. I have to do this every day when you yahoos try to tell people the Inflation Reduction Act reduces inflation or when you claim there's no such thing as a gender. It quite literally does. How did you ever graduate wait, from Georgetown Law School? Awesome. Got it. But here we go again, right? Yes. Here we go again. Not surprised. Now, yeah. on with the countdown. Yes. The Scott Robbins trifecta top three of the day all the way yeah. to one. Another despicable person. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no, it's the top three despicable people, according to Scott Robbins Yeah, really? Robbins well, today. kind of is today. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Reporter for Reuters can't understand for the life of her why people are talking about high gas prices. I didn't get it. They actually printed this piece. Patricia Zengrali, a reporter for Reuters who covers Congress, uh, she said apparently... I mean, her gig must pay pretty well because she said in a, in a tweet, and I quote, I don't get this obsession with these high gas prices. Why are people so concerned about high gas prices? I don't know. It was a buck eighty-five in 2021, I guess. I don't know. Where's she from? She's in Washington, D.C. So what? Public transportation? Well, I'm sure. Does she drive a car? I'm sure she like, makes a pile like of money and doesn't care. What? Well, seriously? I know. If you don't know why it's important to people, should you even have that gig? No. <laughs> uh, by the way, no, by really. the way, her saying "I don't get it" is the problem. Well, yes, that's you could the freaking problem right there. Make that argument, yes, yeah. no doubt about it. I don't there get, I don't, I don't get why people hate journalists. Why is that? It reminds me of the New York governor's race, and they're talking about crime. And at one point, Kathy Hochul says to Lee Zeldin, "I don't know why this is such a big deal." Exactly. To you. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> What is wrong with you? And I know Zeldin in New York has used that in a ton of ads. Oh, yeah. And it's been really effective because it says everything. It's how out of touch these people are. Did they ever talk to people? Are they ever around just people? No. Besides the little bubble of 25 or 30 people they live in? It's really remarkable. No. How how people who have law and rule over people have no idea what they really think. No, I've said it. Hundreds of times after the 2016 election, Gosh, dang, all man. those people said, well, we, maybe we need to get out of our bubble because we, we misread the entire country. They never got out of the bubble. They're nope. still in the bubble. They don't understand regular people. It's it's incredible. Really evident. Um, thank you for the trifecta. I saw this talking about the economy. Frito-Lay is going with smaller snacks, but it's sort of different the way they're doing this because a lot of times – you have these companies just do it quietly. Yeah. All of a sudden, you buy whatever, and you get it home, and it's a smaller size. 
they're using it to sort of market it. It's the Frito-Lay Minis, bite-sized versions of their snacks. Here we go. Here we go. Yes. So do you like the marketing idea instead of just shrinking it down to say, hey, we're going to put these into an easy-to-pour canister so it looks like a Pringles can. So if you want your Doritos Nacho Cheese or Cool Ranch or your Cheetos Flamin' Hot, Sun Chips, whatever, you get it, well, basically in a Pringles can. Would you rather them do that and call it something different or just shrink the size and not tell you? I guess, because I always like fun size. What's fun about a smaller size? <laughs> There's nothing fun about a small Snickers. Well, yeah, at the same time, as soon as I saw these are bite-sized versions, like the ones before weren't. Yeah, yeah I was. I mean, what does that mean? Yeah, I had to buy a truck because I was a big fan of the Cool Ranch. <laughs> right. You yeah. had to make multiple trips. Yes. So uh, select stores right now nationwide. Each one costs two dollars seventy-nine. Break a ship in half and eat half of it. <laughs> this is much easier. Yeah. Right. It's like the Doritos, like a little triangle, just tiny. <laughs> All right, got a news update. And Nimrod's in the news straight ahead right here. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Oh, well, uh, apparently this is a very weird dynamic here because the president of the United States is going to go out and talk about democracy being on the ballot this midterms. (laughs) Give a primetime speech uh, on on that topic. But also at the same time, the White House says they're not expecting violence after the midterm elections. Now, I don't know who is actually expecting widespread violence, but apparently someone in the White House press corps is because they asked the White House press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, about that today. Oh, my. Okay. Given the number of Republicans who have said they, they won't accept the results and just the unpredictability of this election compared to others, is the White House Hold doing on, any— I'm sorry, man. What did she say? It's— uh, all the Republicans who say they're not going to accept the results. And I, I don't know how many Republicans are actually saying that. Yeah. All right. Who did say it? Like recently saying, hey, we're not going to accept the results. Off the top of my head, I don't know. I don't know of any. We follow the news cycle all the time. Hillary Clinton's the only one that said something like that, right? right. Okay, anyway, go ahead. Is the White House doing any contingency planning for election night or the day after? Uh, just people not accepting results if violence breaks out. Um, how are you guys thinking about that? So a couple of things. I've been asked about this before, and I, I want to be clear uh, uh, and, and say this again. Uh, Americans should feel free, uh, safe. Uh, they should feel safe uh, um, going to the polls. They should. So that question's planted. I, yeah. No I one's mean, that dumb. They but, can't be. But it doesn't make sense because you're saying, no. well, yeah. everyone should feel safe going to the polls, but at the same time, the president is going to come out and say that mega MAGA fascists are threatening the use of violence because they won't accept the outcome of an election. Those two things can't be true at the same time. Uh, I think, let me see if I can get into that mindset. 
Okay, so the House Speaker's husband was attacked with a hammer, okay? And there's going to be more of that, okay, if the Republicans don't get their way. But stand strong, voters. Go out and vote because we're going to protect you there. But then if the Democrats win, we're going to have to really watch these crazy GOPers like this nudist drug addict that lived in a bus with BLM flags and rainbow flags and listening to fairy birds that's all true correct yeah Yeah. all of it yeah those people are going to be assaulting democracy okay well we can't do anything about fairy birds they're endangered it's true got it so yeah i guess that's it i mean dude they're trying to tie all of it together i mean it's desperation we had this earlier. It's probably worth one more spin. It's less than 30 seconds. It's Miguel Armaguer on the Today Show trying to say that this <laughs> nut job, and this is all from right-wing stuff. The attack has been the subject of unfounded right-wing conspiracy theories. Former President Trump adding to the misinformation on a podcast. Now listen to this. The window was broken in, and it was strange that the cops were the you know standing there practically from... From the moment it all took place. Law enforcement officials say there is no truth to those theories. What theory? What Trump just said, there's absolutely truth in the report. I don't know what he's talking about. Unless he's talking about the other theory that was floated out there. That was a completely different thing. But that's not what Trump was talking about. Yeah. So at the very least, you're trying to make it seem to the viewer that Trump was lying about something, which he wasn't. Everything he said there was true. It's nuts, man, but it's desperate. Unbelievable. (laughs) There's really not much else to say. I know, there isn't, but... All right. We got to get the memorizing. Yes, it is. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the News. This is a wild one out of Florida. A 34-year-old woman, Chelsea White, got arrested. Uh, she bit a guy. Um, apparently, he asked for his... Well, sex toy back. Uh, she wanted to keep it. They were arguing about it. Oh, can you the blame her? Always seems to be a big favorite. People um, love it. So, next thing you know, uh, the audio actually from the arrest. Uh, <laughs> he grabbed her purse and said, "I have your bag. Give me back my property." So she started kicking him while they fought over the bag, and latched on with her teeth. Now he admits he punched her, but he said that was only to make her stop biting him. Cops determined Chelsea was the primary aggressor and arrested her for domestic battery. Oh, but. Due in court November 16th. And to answer the question that you have, because I can see it in your face, Robbins. No. No? No. If, no, if you were in that city, you would let, let her have it and just leave forever. I'd have felt sorry for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's Nimrods of the News.